0: The knives have come out against Conservative Party leader Aaron O'Toole, and the Conservative Party and its leader, as well as the elites running that party, may be finally forced to face their own base, and let me tell you, the Conservative base is not happy. I'm Candace Malcolm, and this is The Candace Malcolm Show. Hi everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to The Candace Malcolm Show. Let me tell you there is anger that is brewing in the conservative party. It is finally starting to bubble over into the public. There is infighting in the party and we're going to talk about it and break it all down on the program today. I appreciate you tuning into The Candace Malcolm Show. If you like what we do at the show, if you like the daily version of the podcast, if you're one of those people who watches it every day, I really thank you. I'm really excited to see the, the growth that we're seeing across lots of different platforms and if you like the show, if you want to support what we do, please consider heading on over to tnc.news slash donate, where you can make a modest contribution. We rely entirely on the support and the generous donations of our supporters and our viewers. We don't take any money from the government. In fact, we think it's wrong that journalists take money from the government. It's a basic conflict of interest. You should not be covering someone while also being reliant on them for a paycheck. It doesn't work. The power dynamics are all wrong, which is why True North is dedicated to remaining independent. And if you support independent journalism, it's really important that you you support it and that you help us grow because if, if there aren't the independent voices like True North, You're only going to get your media from the government sources, from the government state broadcaster, people like the CBC or the various newspapers who have gone to the Trudeau Liberals hat in hand to get money. And you really can't trust the coverage. You don't really know if they are holding things back, if they're being honest, being genuine about their coverage because they're dependent. They're beholden to the government. It's so important for free society to have independent media. So let me talk about what's happening in the conservative party because Basically, since the election ended, there's been a lot of grumbling. There's been a lot of dissatisfaction among the base. On the show, I dedicated uh, probably two weeks every single day to talking about the various ways of how Aaron O'Toole failed, how he failed to win the election, but also how he failed conservatives. He failed to promote a vision of conservative ideas and policies. He flip-flopped on all of his core principles. So so go back to when he was running for leader of the party. He presented himself as an authentic, uh, common-sense the real deal—someone who is really going to cut through the noise, who is going to defend Canadian values, defend our culture, push back against the woke left, and 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 really stand stand for something, stand his ground. Um, he wasn't going to cave to the latest fads of the kooky left, and and really that that's what that's what we wanted to hear. The last thing that Canada needs is yet another. Um, socially trendy left-wing progressive party we already have what four of those and conservatives are supposed to provide something different they're supposed to stand their ground they're supposed to defend the sort of traditions and the basic institutions of our country against all of the sort of latest trends and fads from the progressive left that's what we want from a conservative government that's what we want from a conservative leader that's what many of us thought we had in Erno O'Toole but then the election came and we saw that he really didn't want to do that He, he wanted his strategy was to sort of mirror the Trudeau liberals, to, to, to sort of repeat whatever they're saying, whatever they believed on an issue, that's what Aaron O'Toole believed in too. So the election was fought on all the things that Justin Trudeau and the Liberals wanted to talk about. And rather than seeing Aaron O'Toole uh, stand their ground and defend conservatism while also leveling effective attacks on Justin Trudeau, we, we saw the opposite. We saw uh, O'Toole was defensive and because of that, he, he just ended up uh, caving and flip-flopping on all of the sort of major core issues that, that was being talked about on the election, whether it was vaccine mandates for the civil service, whether it was on carbon taxes, whether it was on the legal rights of gun owners in Canada to, to legally own their property. All of those issues we saw O'Toole just sort of cave and the strategy didn't even pay off. It's not like he did all that, he, he conceded, he threw conservatives out of the bus and he won or he gained ground. The opposite. He lost ground. Canadians weren't interested. They saw someone who was sort of wavering, someone who was weak, someone who was perhaps willing to say anything to get elected. They they didn't like what they saw. They passed on him. And so it, I think it's only right that the conservatives now do some soul searching, do the difficult task of saying, no, this is a this was a failed strategy, we don't want to go down this path. Let's find a new leader who can enthusiastically defend conservatives, who's authentic, who will be who they say they are going to be, who presents themselves based on what they really believe in, um, not someone who's just really willing to say anything to get elected. So here on the Candace Malcolm Show here at True North, we went through in great detail all of the various ways that the conservatives were failed or were let down by this leader. Interestingly, at the time, though, you know, there was definitely grumblings, there was murmurings um, that I heard from lots of people within the Conservative Party, uh, as well as people outside um, Small C conservative activists, pe- people who were really the, the activists of the party were the ones who were the most truly disappointed. The people who were more willing to defend the status quo and Aaron O'Toole were, were sort of more the insiders, the sort of lobbyist class, those kind of people who, who just sort of want to go along and get along and d- didn't want to make any changes, just said, look, O'Toole's better than anyone else. Let's just go with the devil that we know kind of idea. So, so now here we are two months later and we're starting to see more of an uprising, more people, more voices come out and say, no, no, Aaron O'Toole is is not the guy for the job. And so this was all led this week by conservative Senator from Saskatchewan, Denise Batters, who launched a petition to review Aaron O'Toole's CPC leadership within six months. So Batters is calling on the conservatives to hold a review of O'Toole's leadership in the next six months, rather than waiting for 2023. She released a video this morning and launched a campaign. And so I'll play a bit of the video, but but like I said, that the points that she's making here are completely correct. They're exactly the same things that we have been talking about here on the program for the past two months. Basically under Aaron O'Toole's leadership, uh, the party isn't growing, the party is stuck. And really when you have a leader who seems to be embarrassed and distancing himself from the core values and ideas and principles of conservatism, you got a problem, and so that is what Senator Denise Batters is saying in this video's play this clip.
1: Aaron O'Toole lost this election by every measure. Our party lost half a million votes, claimed fewer seats and a lower popular vote than in 2019. We lost diverse seats and MPs in the GTA, Alberta, and in Vancouver suburbs. Mr. O'Toole's inability to communicate or connect with female voters left us with an even wider gender gap. Aaron O'Toole lost a trust election to Justin Trudeau of all people. This campaign was not lost because of Mr. O'Toole's mistakes or inexperience. It was lost because of what Canadian voters perceive as his character flaw, that he is not trustworthy. You can't come back from that. Aaron O'Toole lectured our party members on election night, telling us we need to have the courage to change into what he hasn't yet said. But members deserve to have a say on this change and the future direction of this party, including our leadership. Fellow Conservative Party members, join me in signing this petition and make your voice heard.
0: So, Global News is reporting that her petition is part of a quote multi step campaign that includes MPs and senators as well as current and former party officials that want O'Toole gone after September's disappointing election. So, the website that was launched, membersvote.ca, outlines the process for which this could happen. It says the official petition under the Conservative Party of Canada Constitution was launched by Senator Denise Batters on November 15, 2021, to succeed within 90 days 5% of Conservative members in five. Five provinces must sign the petition and it notes that in the conservative party constitution all of the territories come together to constitute one province so the threshold is pretty low there five percent of conservative members in just five provinces are needed in order to launch a leadership review and so you know this is really interesting because we had like I said lots of murmuring lots of sort of whispering among uh, conservative insiders and conservative activists but not a lot of high-profile conservatives willing to come out and, and and say this directly that it is time to replace leader. We we did have a handful of MPs, uh, Shannon Stubbs, a couple of others who, who basically said more or less the same thing that they were unhappy with the direction that O'Toole was taking the party, but nothing this direct. So so Denise Batters really puts herself out there. Uh, uh, good for you, Denise Batters. Good good for you to articulate this because like I said, it is the the, the feelings and the attitude of so many conservatives that I have been talking to in the base. It feel the exact same way. So Denise Batter is really willing to stick her neck out. And I know there's some criticism saying, oh, she's an unelected senator, but that's sort of the purpose. The idea here is that within the conservative caucus, if you're a conservative MP, you might not be happy with Aaron O'Toole, but you kind of rely on him. he's, He's the one that is leading the party. If you want to have a position, if you want to be part of the, they call the shadow cabinet, or if you want to have a critic role, you have to be nice to him. You kind of have to suck up to him. And you can't really express the views that you might be hearing from your constituents, hearing from your base. You can't really represent the anger that, that you're hearing out there because at the end of the day, you you know, you want a position, you want a job, and you don't want to basically burn your boss publicly. And so it is important in that way that you have a senator like Denise Batter who is able to do that because she's sort of removed from the internal confines of the caucus, and in some ways she can represent Conservative members better than some of the MPs. So, of course, Denise Batters is far from alone. We know that a national councillor, Bert Chen, also launched a petition to have a review of Erno Tool, but he was suspended. He was kicked out of the National Council. At first, we were told it was suspended up to 60 days. Now Hill Times is reporting that the suspension is indefinite, and we know, as reported by True North, that there was a letter that was sent to Bert Chen. basically describing a witch hunt. The Conservative Party is going after Bert Chen, demanding to see his private communications, including a list of anyone he talked to about Aaron O'Toole, emails, text, phone records, handwritten notes, anything. It really is ugly. It's a witch hunt. So the Conservative Party and the OLO, the Opposition Leader's Office, is focusing their effort and their resources on attacking their own members and sort of squashing out dissent Uh, rather than trying to understand what went wrong in the last election, rather than trying to focus on Justin Trudeau and the Liberals. And we've heard from other conservative leaders and insiders. This is a thread from Dean Del Mastro. Dean Del Mastro is a former member of parliament for the conservatives in the Harper government. And I'm going to read his thread because I think this is really accurate and a good way of thinking about things. So Dean Del Mastro says this. The federal liberal party changed leaders after every losing election beginning in 2006. The same arguments about staying united and focusing on fighting the other party were made particularly in the case of Stefan Dion. They were wrong. Does anyone believe that if given another chance, Stephon Dion would have defeated Stephen Harper? Well, of course not. Uh, Stephon Dion was, was terrible and the Liberals were right to get rid of him. But going back to Dalmastro's tweet here, it says the Liberals made the change and Michael Ignatia did even worse. He resigned and they changed later again. The party survived four different leaders in four successive elections. Recent history shows that those arguing that Denise Batter's efforts are cause for celebration for Justin Trudeau and the Liberal Party are wrong. The truth is they're concerned that Aaron O'Toole or his policies will not survive a vote of membership and with good cause. Given the rising cost of energy, groceries, and the cost of living generally, it will not be easy for Aaron O'Toole to justify his decision to support carbon taxes. Also, social conservatives feel betrayed, and the West is just flat out angry and feeling abandoned by the conservative leader. The bottom line is that now is the only time that a leadership review can occur and should. The suggestion that a review can wait until 2023, a time when an election could be imminent, is dishonest at best. It's really a way to simply avoid membership altogether. The conservative caucus may be divided on the issue, but the decision on who leads the party is not theirs to make. That responsibility rests solely with conservative members. The leader must have the confidence and support of membership, which can only be demonstrated with a full membership vote. So this is really right. And I I read the whole thing because I think it illuminates uh, what one of the sort of deeper issues here is that it seems that Aaron O'Toole uh, is afraid of the base. It seems like he doesn't want to face the base. He knows that he threw them under the bus, that he did so many things throughout the campaign to anger them. And so his best hope is really to have caucus rally around him and say, no, we're not going to allow this senator's p- petition to make its way to the base. But, but what does this say about Aaron O'Toole, that he can't even face his own base? He can't even make the case to his own members, to his own party, as to why he should continue to lead the party into the next general election. I think that that shows just just how far Aaron O'Toole has come from the base. He thinks that he, in order to win a general election, he has to align himself with the left-wing legacy media, with liberal values on, and progressive values on all of these sort of major issues, including fiscal issues. Um, and, and then when it comes back to the base, he, he just sort of doesn't want to face them because he knows that they just won't support his agenda. And so now we are seeing many MPs come out and defend Aaron O'Toole, we'll, well, sort of defend Aaron O'Toole. They're not so much defending Aaron O'Toole as they are attacking Denise Batters. They're coming out with this really sort of disingenuous attack against her, saying that she is distracting them from their important work of holding Justin Trudeau accountable. So instead of seeing uh, a, a real defense of Erin saying he's the right guy for the job, this is why, he's good on this, he, he's strong on this, this is, this is the way that we can lead forward, this is the vision that we have for a Conservative candidate. We're not hearing any of that. Uh, what we're hearing is sort of, how dare you, Denise Batters, uh, distract us from our important work. And so here is Conservative MP Michelle Rumpel saying basically just
2: that. This is an uh, open message to my colleague from the Senate, Denise Batters um denise i have been working all week on an issue that matters to my community denise i have been meeting with dozens of stakeholders talking to people from all across the country on how we should fight justin trudeau's war on the energy sector that's what i've been doing this week i can't believe i have to use my facebook platform to do this denise And so I'm about to do a bunch of media on this topic and show Canadians that, as the official opposition, we're focused on Justin Trudeau. But you know what, Denise, I had to do this morning? I had to respond to your petition calling for a leadership review in the party. You know what that does to me? That clears my day from being able to stand up with my constituents. You know what it does? It's going to fill the news tonight with your petition as opposed to my, like trying to hold Justin Trudeau to account to get my community back to work. I'm so frustrated with this.
0: I can't believe you're making me do this, Denise. I can't believe I have to use my Facebook platform and distract from my important work. Michelle Rumpel, look, I, I like Michelle. I have a lot of time uh, for Michelle, but again, this isn't really a good take. This isn't really a good response. When is a good time to hold a leadership review? When is a good time to say, look, the party leader isn't representing the base anymore. Is there any good time? No, the idea is that you kind of go through the difficult uh, task of, of doing soul searching and figuring out what went wrong in the next election so that you can properly position yourself in the next election uh, to to face the real issues. And so this idea that, that the Conservative MPs were just so busy doing all this important work and now they have to take time away from it, uh, I, I think that's, that's pretty weak. And again, you see that this is sort of the talking points that are being pushed by O'Toole's office because a lot of the MPs, a lot of MPs are remaining silent, but the few that are, are going out and, and sort of making a defense of him all kind of fall along these lines. So we see um, Michael Barrett say this. Conservatives should focus on holding the Trudeau Liberals accountable and finding solutions to make life better for Canadians. There's an affordability crisis with skyrocketing inflation, rising food and housing prices, labour supply and supply shortages. Let's get back to work. Uh, Likewise, Melissa Lanceman, a new MP in Thornhill, said this. We have a cost of living crisis, out of control inflation, a war on Canada's energy sector and a waning reputation on the world stage. That's just a start. This helps Justin Trudeau, not Canadians. I'm a hard no, smarten up. Uh, okay, so 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 again, we're, we're sort of told this idea that that conservatives are so busy fighting on all these issues. Um, can you name anything that the Conservative Party is doing to address any of these issues? Cost of living crisis, out of control inflation. Well, I, I will say on inflation, Pierre Polyev is very articulate and very good spokesperson on this issue. But again, what are they really doing? Uh, a war on Kennedy's energy sector. Again, I I don't really see what the conservative party is doing. In fact, when I looked at the media and the, the news in the last week, I don't see any of these issues in the news. I don't see conservatives talking about them at all. What I see in the news is, is conservatives and O'Toole basically coming to all the wrong conclusions uh, when it comes to why they lost the election. I see them further pushing out and punishing the libertarians or the civil liberties caucus. And I see the continuation of this conservative apology tour. There is this long piece in CTV all about uh, Tory MP Tim Upple basically saying that conservatives were super racist back in 2015. And that that whole campaign run by Stephen Harper was awful, basically just parroting all of the worst accusations uh, from the liberals and from the media from 2015 and conceding, saying those things are true, admitting that they think that the conservatives were racist back then, which is completely absurd. Uh, But that's a a story for another day. So again, I, I don't see the conservatives actually out there talking about these issues. I see this as like a very weak, Uh, defense of Aaron O'Toole instead of, again, saying any reason why Aaron O'Toole himself is in a good position to lead the party, um, you know, the attacks are all just basically saying that this is a distraction. Well, again, there is no good time to hold a leadership review. But if the conservatives want to be stronger, if they want to be better positioned, if they want to learn anything from losing the last election, I think a very good place to start is listening to the base. If the base wants a leadership review, then the base should have a leadership review and it will be up to Aaron O'Toole and his MPs to articulate the case as to why they are in a good position to lead the party again to the next election. And if they can't do that, well, now is a good time to start looking for a new party leader. I'm Candice Malcolm and this is The Candice Malcolm Show.